Okie dokie, folks, and welcome back to Monday Night Shaw right here on Love Wrestling. I am Kyle Shaw, a.k.a. The Canadian Goose, and joining me uh, this week on the show is uh, my cousin Dale. Uh, Dale, oh, of course. How's uh, the camera came... go? There we go. <laughs> Dale's told me all about his elaborate camera setup where he's got the his phone balanced <laughs> up against an ashtray on his, yeah. he's sitting out on his back porch. And I'm just hoping <laughs> his dog doesn't come over and knock over the whole no. operation. He's inside. Uh, right on. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Dale has been on Monday Night Shaw once before. That was a long time ago, back in oh. Backbreaker Media days. In fact, I, I messaged him, uh, uh, you know, just before we came on here to do this, and he was like, "Oh wait, don't, why are you sending me a link? Uh, don't don't I phone you and do it over the phone?" And I was like, "No, man, it's a video thing now." Yeah, so man. He did, wasn't even aware. So no, uh, you're moving up for all your support and watching my podcasts and stuff. Oh, <laughs> the fucking the live Barry job. <laughs> anyway, Jesus. Uh, uh, one thing uh, you do you do watch regularly is uh, AEW wrestling. Yes. Uh, yes, and uh, in fact, you watch it uh, much more regularly than I do. But you uh, recently uh, had the uh, opportunity to go out to Toronto and take in a couple of AEW shows. So I, I wanted to get you on here uh, just to a get your thoughts on like the live experience and stuff because I also uh, had the opportunity to go take in an AEW oh, show uh, recently man. and yeah so uh, let's let's start with you what was what was the first show that you went to because I know you went to multiple <laughs> well two well it was two but I guess it was multiple because uh, I didn't realize when uh, we got there that they would also be filming Ring of Honor the same night as that they were doing uh, collision and it was actually a weird format too. It kind of fucked us up because they film an hour of ring of honor before the show. And then they film the other hour after the show. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of strange because when the show ended after an hour of ring of honor and messing around and collision, a lot of people left. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Because like they didn't realize that there was going to be another hour, and then the announcers came back on. They're like, "Oh, we have another uh, more wrestling for you." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like we should stick around. And my buddy Adam was kind of like already getting ready to filter out because we knew we had a long day the next day with the pay per view and everything going on. Mm -hmm. He didn't really want to stick around and watch, you know random dark matches but what ended up happening was uh i kind of followed him begrudgingly and uh we got into the concourse there and i looked up on the tv and i was like dude christopher daniels is coming out <laughs> like kyle fletcher like are you serious like we gotta go back we gotta watch this <laughs> yeah. like, so he's like oh okay so we went back there and then we watched the 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 second hour of ring of honor there but, uh, like, I was just all about, like, this whole weekend for me was, like, scratching off names off my list. I was, like, I've seen most of my favorite wrestlers live after this weekend, if not all of them. Well, not all of them. There's, there's a couple names that I might not ever get to see. But um, when I saw Christopher Daniels coming out, I was like, brother, he was, like, fucking one of my favorite guys growing up. I can't miss this. <laughs> like. And then Aussie Open, of course, like they're so fantastic. Like you can't miss an opportunity to see them live. So uh, we went back and we watched all of that, and uh, it it was a gas, man. It was it was like 
so it was taped for TV though. Like it was yeah. like random dark matches. I'm not assuming they're no. not throwing Christopher Daniels into like <laughs> random dark matches after the show. No, no, like, no. It it was it was definitely part of the Ring of Honor taping. And uh I think I wish... that's cool in itself. Like, I mean, I like I've been a fan of Ring of Honor for like many, many, many years. Like I remember uh the first time I ever heard of Ring of Honor, I I was at AMB Sound, which was a retail store in victoria kind of like a uh radio shack where they sold dvds as well now and defunct yeah it was kind of like a big record uh store but they also sold like dvds and, and stuff it was but it was a it was a great place to go and i found like the era of honor begins on dvd in there and this yeah. must have been must have been like because that show <laughs> happened in like 2002 or 2003 so it must have been like maybe 2004 like it wasn't super late into it but i i watched it no it it's, blew me like, away and i because i was at that point i was only like into wwe i wasn't really familiar with what was going on on the indies right and maybe i'd heard of tna or seen a clip or two but then i watched this and i was like oh my god like the things they were doing i was like this is this is like ecw on crack it's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> like, yeah and 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 it was just like really smooth athletic style of wrestling and you know everything oh. all the all the like the crazy weapon spots and stuff were just that they were they were absolutely crazy but the guys were getting like dropped on their heads and everything uh, all the time and and yeah I, I loved that original ring of honor thing and it sent me on a spiral i went like i was a huge fan of ring of honor i would yes make sure i get all all their videos up until like oh i don't know i can't remember when i stopped watching it but i watched all the way through when they feuded against uh czw and stuff so like i'm yeah. jealous that you actually went to like an actual like ring of honor show i think that's super cool man it it it, it struck me like right in my nostalgia bone because when you that when you were going through that whole phase and era i was very young i was probably like like 14 maybe 15 probably a little younger even yeah your mom was very staunchly against me showing you any wrestling <laughs> yeah so yeah. i just kind of was like well i want to watch wrestling so just yeah keep your mouth shut and we'll watch the mouth we'll watch the exactly wrestling. yeah yeah i just had me favorite yeah <laughs> And then yeah. it get to, to levels of where it got inappropriate, where I'd be like, "Hey, check out this tournament death," <laughs> you know? Like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like, like I was, I grew up on Ring of Honor because of you. Like yeah. when you were going through that, you were babysitting me quite a bit when I was younger, and we were watching tons of Ring of Honor, and that's how I got to know all these guys: CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels. Well, Chris was Chris Daniels in Ring of Honor back then? He must have been. Oh yeah, he was. He was one of the guys on the first show. He was in a big, yeah, uh, of course, he was in a three way against uh, Loki and Brian Daniels. Oh, I remember Loki well. That stiff yeah. son of a bitch. Loki's yeah, awesome. he's fantastic. Yeah, so I grew up on all these guys watching Ring of Honor, and it was like such a trip to show up to the Collision show and see. Oh, we're gonna watch a live Ring of Honor tape. Like, like this is the stuff I grew up on. Like all these guys that were here watching in like a main event, um, main event spot for the pay per view for Collision, what have you. Like they're they were all just starting out or kind of before the real stardom when you and I were watching them when I was younger, I even remember CZW you were watch. you were showing me CZW and I remember distinctly, 
uh, like, you know, we went through all the nonsense, the, the, the log cabin light tubes and all that stuff, which <laughs> yeah. I got much more of a kick out of when I was younger. Now that I'm older and I watch that stuff, I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> it's, it doesn't age well with age. Yeah, yeah. It's but, something it's it's very it's very car crashy and that's that's appealing to people that are like sixteen years old. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but yeah. I even remember watching um because they wouldn't it wouldn't always be deathmatch stuff. Like, you know, like any yeah. wrestling card, there needs to be something for everybody. So they would book, you know, you know, just regular matches or you have like or, the best of the best tournament, which was like just uh, all cruiserweight guys like doing yeah. the division thing. And I remember yeah. this one with it was like all three way matches. Roderick Strong was in it. And, oh, uh, it was like he kill he kills guys with backbreakers back in the day. That was his whole gimmick was backbreakers. Yeah, yeah. well, still is all kinds of crazy ones, like even stuff that he's just like I haven't seen him do it in a long time because like you know like you can't pick up a guy and powerbomb him onto your knee without like hurting one of you guys. How does that not fucking suck? <laughs> yeah, for one, if not both of you. Yeah, a lot of backbreakers look like that to me. Like the yeah. tilt a whirl gimmick onto the top part of your fucking back onto the knee. Like, how does that yeah. not hurt? I mean, I suspect it does. Like, it must. <laughs> I've never taken a tilt a whirl backbreaker. I've taken plenty of like just regular ones, and yeah, there's a trick to it and whatnot. But like, of course, uh, you know, one when you tilt whirling a guy, I suppose the same there's... trick would apply, which is basically just land on your feet at the same time right right well that's the secret it appears to me <laughs> yeah. but i mean there's a lot of moving parts like going way, on there like, when you're when you're tilt a whirling a guy like that like that's it's hard to do but if you're power bombing yeah. a guy then his legs are up here and he can't you, you, you he can't do it so you just have to power bomb him like flat <laughs> onto the yeah I, I would assume i don't even know i've never done that move i'm not you know so Oh no! I, but anyway, I think I, yeah, I think it's so so cool about Ring of Honor. You were. You were I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you real quick because this is a vague memory of mine watching CCW with you. Do you remember when we were watching CCW and Adam Cole came out, and he was so bland at the time and so bare bones, like just Adam Cole, like you know, guy in tights or whatever. Trunks. Yeah. Well, he wasn't even tights; it was trunks. Of course, it's always trunks. But uh, I remember you and I sitting on the couch laughing, going, Adam Cole, this guy, like, oh, what's, like, Adam Cole, that's the best name you could come up with. He's just this, like, random, bland jabroni. Like, ah, ha, ha, ha. we were laughing because the rest of the show was all this log cabin light tube bullshit, all this other stuff. And we were joking. We were joking about it. And now you look. And you watch AEW and you see fucking thousands of people chanting Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> yeah. And he's like world championship material. Holy shit. Past us look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember that one specifically. No, uh, oh, I, I think about it all the time. Adam Cole, like way back in the day, and he was like teamed up with like Kyle O'Reilly, and I feel like they. Oh, had, this was like, before then. Each gimmick or something, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, I just like I, 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 it's it's wild to think like um, about like Ring of Honor and stuff. Like, uh, do you know that uh, it was just announced? I saw on Facebook today that. Uh, 
Ava Lawless is going to wrestle um, Amber Moon or Athena. Oh, Athena's on fantastic. On Ring of Honor. Yeah, they're going to be having a match on Ring of Honor. And I think she's goes. It's like I, I've had matches against Ava Lawless. Yeah, like yeah. One degree of separation from Ring of Honor there. So. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Athena wow. is fantastic. I think she's one of the best sellers of the business. Athena? Oh yeah. Did she wrestle at the at the tapings that you went to? Yes. She wrestled uh I actually think it might have been Billy Starks. Okay. All right. That, yeah, that was on the pre show for the pay per view, right? Mm. See, like this is the thing. Like I was thinking about because when I went to the show and then we talked about having the podcast, like it's been so long since then. It's been like three or four weeks. And yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. I like I was because I didn't realize I was gonna go to the one in Edmonton here. Mm-hmm. So I, but when that happened, then I was like, Well, we might as well yeah. wait till that's over. And, and then, like typically you, know. you and I talk once a week about yeah. about once a week just to catch up and talk some wrestling and whatever but after forbidden door i was like well i can't talk to them until the podcast like we got to save it for the podcast <laughs> and now so much time has gone by where it almost seems like a fever dream <laughs> like because it was all such a blur for me i mean i don't go for big trips very much i don't yeah. go i don't do big you know, events or, you know, I have very yeah. few on my repertoire. I've certainly never been to Toronto or been on a plane for that long. I assure you it wasn't a fever dream and all, all the money you owe to your credit card is still. Oh <laughs> my God. That's just the thing. Like I spent, yeah. uh, so I spent, let's recap. I spent about 450 bucks plane tickets front and back. I spent about 500 some odd bucks on hotels I spent about 140 bucks on the collision ticket that put us in the upper bowl. And I spent 580 bucks for the forbidden door ticket that put us in the sixth row uh, on the floor away from the ring trip. Well, that's not counting booze. That's not counting food. That's not counting, you know, like, so it it turned out to be quite easily $3,000. So when I got there for all that stuff, I just thought to myself, you know what? fuck everybody else i'm going to enjoy this the absolute maximum if people are upset about my screaming and yelling or whatever during the show or videos i don't give a shit because i paid more than enough money to be here and enjoy this the way i want to enjoy it so that's what my whole mindset was that's what i'm going to do so uh give me the rundown what like what happened like when you first got in how did it how did it show start and and then give me give me like the uh the play-by-play so we got in there the day before uh collision which was a saturday we got in there on friday about seven twenty local time which uh the time change did us a bit of a favor heading out there because uh we would have arrived what would it be four something local time but we got the three hours ahead and um we so just like kind of wake up and go to the wrestling because you're pretty much probably going to be up all night anyway because you traveled and probably yeah have the, the, or whatever. the first night of sleep really sucked because we're trying to get used to the fact that it's like 1 a.m but we feel like it's 9 a.m 9 p.m yeah, that's what i'm saying is who goes to bed at nine no yeah you know? so that was kind of a trip and also the bed in the hotel was just 
a lot more firm than I'm used to. And they have three different pillows, all three of which are completely different fucking pillows, <laughs> which doesn't help. Yeah. So we did that. And then the next day we got up and we decided we we're going to head downtown Toronto for collision, like really early and see the sights and walk around and this and that fucked up big fuck up on our part because it was extremely humid I've never felt humidity like there is in Toronto. It's okay. like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it was hot, hot as shit when we got there afternoon Saturday. We were wet and sticky and, and Yeah. Hot. So we were walking around and it got to a point where we were just like, listen, we just need to find a place with AC and just relax. <laughs> so we went to a establishment on the main street there between uh, Scotiabank arena and Rogers arena, which is where the blue Jays play, which is like, you know, I could throw a rock from Scotiabank and probably just about hit the front gate of uh, Rogers arena. Okay. And and, Scotiabank is where they did the AW show, right? Right. Right. That's where all the wrestling shows were. That's where the Leafs play and, and whatnot. So, we got there and we went to this establishment that's on the main strip there, which I thought, you know, I was interested. I was like, I'm used to being in like Vancouver, right? Where like you could pretty much walk around and hit all kinds of different stores and shops and restaurants and whatever. But mm -hmm. Toronto is so expanded. It's so much highways that that main drag between Scotiabank and Rogers and whatnot is really nothing there. Like as far as restaurants, like there's a taco del mar, there's a subway. There is, uh, a couple other restaurants that I won't name for reasons. Okay. <laughs> and, At what point did you stop eating and go watch the wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say this. I spent $47 at one of these establishments for chicken strips and two beers. Okay. Oh no. Oh. Forty seven dollars. Did you not just get that at the arena? Because like I when nah. I went to AEW the other day, I legit got a, a thing of chicken strips and a beer and it was thirty-three dollars. So if I got two beers, then I guess forty-three dollars would yeah. that would have been about the exact same amount. No, right. don't get me I don't know why they was so expensive what the uh, Rogers arena here in because it's the arena. Yeah, because it was not like it wasn't good chicken strips and fries. No. It, it was like they bought that crap at Costco and they yeah, poured me a, a, a draft beer. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was, yeah, no, uh, just a rule of thumb I don't eat at arenas, period. Yeah, because well, the, the food is always overpriced and always under uh, fucking made. So I don't eat at arenas. I just ordered a beer. That's all I did. That being said, spent probably 200 bucks on beer at the arena <laughs> both <Yeah>. nights. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so uh, we I had the one beer because I, I, I was already like broke going in and I was, <laughs> I only caved and bought food because I was starving. Yeah. And I only got that because they didn't really seem to list like how, it was 17 something without a beer and i was like oh whatever i'll get a beer with it so yeah yeah, yeah. no like, like i said i was going there for like 
to me, it, it was to me the entire trip was a once in a lifetime thing. The yeah. opportunity to see Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, Kazuchika Okada, all these guys, and wrestling each other. Like, how many times is this ever going to happen again? Yeah, I was just. I'm going to break the bank. I'm going to spend every goddamn penny I have enjoying as much of this experience as I possibly can. That was my mindset. You're and I did, like and I did that. that. <laughs> I'm hurting right now. Like a, a huge fan of New Japan wrestling, right? So yes, you you know a lot of the guys that are were on the uh, on the show and stuff too. I do, but not to the extent. So here's the thing: one of the things that we were really looking into going out there was the meet and greets. We really wanted to do a meet and greet, get pictures and autographs and stuff with wrestlers. Mm. But the way it shook out was there was only meet and greets um, before, like, a couple hours before Collision and a couple hours before Forbidden Door, but all of it was New Japan guys, specifically Tomohiro Ishii, um, uh, Shingo Takaji, um, uh, Minoru Suzuki, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And we were already hurting for money at that point. And I said to Adam, I said, look, I love all of these guys, but I feel foolish spending that much money to go and meet them because I don't even know what I would say to any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, hey, you know, really love your stuff, dude. <laughs> it's like, you know, the millionth guy to say that. I really wanted to meet Minoru Suzuki. That was the one guy that I was like, I would have liked to have a picture with. But, uh, uh, you know, we both kind of looked at each other because we were expecting, you know, a possible uh, Brian Danielson, uh, a possible Kenny Omega, or you know, yeah. maybe CM Punk. But you know, the the waters, the the sea levels were so high at that time for CM Punk that I understand that he didn't do one. <laughs> Fair enough. So you got to the arena and you sat down and and what was the what was the first thing that happened? First thing that happened was we got there really early. So we were just kind of making friends with everybody around us and talking about wrestling with everybody, everybody sharing their experiences. That's the number one thing that I would say is my favorite part of the entire weekend was the fans. Mm -hmm. It's such a fucking love fest of just everything that we all enjoy. Um, you know, everybody, even, even all the jeering was in good spirit, you know, like on collision, we were sitting very much in the anti CM Punk section and me and Adam are very pro CM Punk. So we were kind of going at it with everybody around us and just cheering. And it was like, but nobody was, it wasn't like genuine, like anger or anything like that. Like we were kind of barbing at each other a little bit here and there, but everybody was just there to have a good time. Cause yeah. we all knew that we were all there for the same reason. So yeah. in fighting just seems stupid. Yeah. And, uh, this is, this is Canada. People who came there to have a good time. I mean, people don't generally start fights. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was really interesting from that aspect. But what kind of struck me when I first walked in was just the magnitude of it. Like I've been to WWE house shows before, two <laughs> of them exactly. Um, and I've been to uh, like a number of independent shows around the island, but I've never been to a wrestling show with 
pyro and screens and loud music and the whole TV aspect to it. So that whole experience was like surreal to me to just be like, holy shit, like we're here. Yeah. And uh, once the show kicked off, it was like, it was, it was, like I say, it was surreal, you know, like I, I couldn't believe that I was there. And, uh, you know, everybody was there to have a good time and everybody had a good time, whether they were cheering or booing or what have you. And the Ring of Honor show was great. El Desperado had a great match against um, Willie Mack, who I'm not super familiar with, but he okay. was one of the most over guys of the whole weekend. Yeah, like the, he's a, a black dude, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. He used to wrestle in uh, PWG, and then he did some Lucha Underground stuff too. I remember yeah. he was like super popular, and I, I think he did get signed by WWE for a while, but he never ended up like, you know breaking through to the big time yeah the the crowd reaction that he had was unbelievable it was one of the biggest of the weekend yeah like, he was always super over yeah it was crazy so like that was unbelievable and you know i've seen cm punk twice before at um oh no was it once might be twice. I've seen him once before at a WWE house show. He, he defended the Intercontinental title against William Regal. Oh, that must have been good. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Like, I was, fuck, I was one of the biggest CM Punk guys back then, too. Because, you know, like I say, you introduced me to Ring of Honor while I was growing up. I grew up watching CM Punk. I know Punk from Ring of Honor and where he came from. I remember being excited when he got to WWE, hoping that, you know, it would be big things, big awesomeness. Like, so, like, it was kind of a surreal thing to see him now because uh, the crowd was very split both yeah, it nights. Seemed, it seemed pretty hostile on the pay-per-view. Like the pay-per-view wasn't as bad. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I think, I, I think the ashtray just broke. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. So I think that, uh, the pay-per-view was a lot more amicable. <laughs> the collision show, like I said, we were sitting in the anti CM punk section. So most of what I heard was booze, but during the pay-per-view being down on the floor, which is way different because the sound is kind of reverberating back down to you. Yeah. Um, it sounded way more split on pay-per-view night. And one of the things that I noticed too, is that a lot of the people who were cheering against CM Punk were cheering for CM Punk at different points. Okay, so there people are just making a lot of noise for CM Punk in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like what I was doing during the Will Ospreay Kenny Omega match. Like I was cheering for both of them. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I was engaging in both channels. Um. Yeah. So. So. Was there any other uh, highlight matches from the uh, Collision taping? Um. It's kind of. It seeing CMFTR versus the Bullet Club Gold was extremely cool, and the guns too. The guns, uh, I believe it was that night, joined the the Bullet Club Gold unofficially, well, officially, and uh, it was kind of either it would make sense for 
people called the guns to join the bully club. Like, <laughs> right, right, exactly. But Austin started doing this thing where during their entrance, like, um, so the guns now what they do is they come out to a spotlight and a dark arena while their music plays and they stand back to back. And Austin decided to start doing this thing where he lifts his fingers up like this and does like I'm two. Sorry. They stand ass to ass. Yeah, ass. <laughs> ass to ass. Ass to ass, ass boys. Now that's, that's what I'm talking about, dude. What are you talking about, ass boys, brother? So, Darren Aronofsky later went on to re- direct the wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he started doing this thing where he started spitting out water while he was doing the finger gun thing, both finger guns. So it looked like bullet smoke coming out of his fingers. And like, it was fucking dope, man. It was pretty cool. And I saw people on Twitter making fun of other people like, oh, he's just literally spitting water out while he shoots a gun. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, The Rock was just fucking raising his eyebrow. Stone Cold was just raising his middle fingers up behind people when he went up on the turnbuckle. Triple H was just spitting water up into the air while he leaned up against the ropes. All these things are like little brush strokes in the fucking portrait of a character. Like, these are the things that start to make you famous and start to get you over. So I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like, they're, they're figuring it out. Like, they're starting to learn how to navigate this whole thing. Because they have the talent. You can tell. Yeah. They just need to fucking find a way to get over. Yeah. And that's yeah. happening. And uh I have a funny gun story. I don't know if I want to hear it now, but who did they wrestle? They well the guns came out um and they wrestled uh, Yeah, no, it was CMFTR, I think. Oh okay. I think it was Jay White and the Guns versus CMFTR. I might be wrong. Like I say, like this whole thing feels like a fever dream and it's been like a few weeks now and I've watched so much wrestling those two nights and I've watched so much wrestling since that it kind of all starts to blend together. Yeah, I I, see. I didn't see the collision or the ROH stuff, but I did watch the the pay-per-view, which let's let's talk about the pay-per-view because that was uh, the second night you went, right? Mm -hmm. was, Was there anything else that struck out? like stuck out from you like from the first night uh like to the second night like you said uh they had to tell people not to leave because the the, the tapings were continuing. yeah that actually happened in edmonton too at the dynamite once because for rampage they, yeah first they did dynamite then they taped rampage afterwards and they like sent tony khan out and had him say, "Oh, please stick around we're gonna be taping uh yeah tony yeah. tony came out for the ring of honor thing too yeah, he came out at the beginning of Dynamite, and then he came out at the beginning of Rampage just to say, "Hey, please stick around." And I'm pretty sure they actually changed like the order of the matches, like because the uh, like the Dynam the the Rampage tapings, uh, the main event was the Young Bucks and uh, against uh, uh, I can't remember who they wrestled, uh, the Dark Order, I think. Probably. Uh, yeah, so it was it was the, but it was the Young Bucks match. They were in the main event, right? Oh yeah, that was the the Young Bucks and Adam Page versus Alex Reynolds, 
Evil Uno and John Silver. That was keeping yeah. up with the storyline of Adam Page becoming further estranged from the Dark that's, Order. That's right. It was a six-way, uh, six-person tag, and uh, but that was like the main event of the Rampage. But right before the match, they did like the opening with the pyro. So I think they might have put that on as like the opening match of the Rampage, and then had one of the other matches like be the main event. Right. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the pay per view. And uh, there, what when you got to the pay per view, was it like because I know there was like four or five matches on the on the pre show. Uh, yeah, there, the zero any, hour. Like, was there any like just like straight up like, hey, this match is just for the crowd here? Um, I guess kind of like uh, they had ELP, who is El Fantasmo who's kind of rebranding himself into a baby face in ring of honor, I suppose, uh, oozing his way into AEW. I figured that he would join bullet club gold right away because he was kicked out of bullet club in Japan and, uh, his merch changed to the color gold all of a sudden after that happened. So I just thought he would jump over, but I guess that's not happening. So he wrestled, um, uh, Oh, God, who did he wrestle? Uh, Stu Grayson. Yeah. Stu Grayson. And I was marking out because the Righteous came out with him, with Vincent and Dutch. And I like the Righteous because I'm a mark for creepy voodoo shit. So, like, the whole finger-snapping thing that Vincent does on his way down I, to the ring I with the music. I've never, I've no, I'm not familiar with Vincent. I've never uh, seen him before. He's actually a really good wrestler, too. But he's got great charisma. He's got good, good, you know, he's good on the mic. So, uh, I was interested in that. It's um, not the same Vincent from WCW. Who's that? Virgil. No. <laughs> No, it was not Virgil. <laughs> it was a white dude with a lot of tattoos and dreadlocks. He looks like Rob Zombie. I can't see Virgil coming to the <laughs> ring, snapping his fingers, like doing that. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. no, he he's he looks a lot like Rob Zombie. Okay, all right. So, but he's so, a good worker. He's a good worker. He's a good talker. I like him a lot. I've been Steve watching Grayson him. And he wrestled ELP. And how was it? Yeah. How was the match was good? Yeah, the match is great. Uh, Stu Grayson's a great worker. ELP is too. Like both those guys are real flippy dippy kind of guys that get the crowd going. <laughs> so it was a perfect match to have leading up to the pay per view. And uh, yeah, the, the whole zero hour, it just felt like anticipation. But I will say, like, even before Zero Hour, like, that crowd was hot. Like, we were ready to go. <laughs> like, that pay-per-view was, was fucking steaming. And everybody was marking out for RJ City and Renee Paquette <laughs> when they're doing the, the, whole, the whole talking segments before the show and all that stuff. Um, it was fantastic. And when the pay-per-view started, it was just like, Boom, 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 boom. Like, like it was hard to find a break. Like, you know me. Like, I'm trying to find a break every once in a while to go grab a beer or whatever. It was hard to do that. Yeah. It was, it was pretty fucking nuts. But I will say, so I have two quick stories. When I went to go do that, I had to go to the bathroom at one point uh, to take a leak. 
and I finished up and I was washing my hands and then I started drying my hands and I looked to my left and I saw a guy in a real fancy suit and I was like <laughs> it was Paul White and you said and they're calling you <laughs> <No>. the big <laughs> show <laughs> I think I, I I would probably recognize Paul White pretty quick <laughs> just kidding <laughs> yeah but this guy I was kind of looking at him and I was looking at him and then eventually I just said Alex Abrahantes and he looked over at me. He's like, yeah, yeah. He said, sorry, I'm late. I'm doing Spanish commentary. And he sprinted out of the bathroom, like sprinted. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I know you're busy. And he took off. But I would have liked to get a quick pick with Alex Abrahantes. That would have been cool. I'm, I'm not sure. I feel bad because I don't know who that is. He's the manager of the Lucha Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, like I, I'm a familiar. That's Penta and Phoenix, and I know them. But of course, I, I, I wasn't like I. Their their manager is not somebody I'm, I'm super familiar with. He's he's around quite a bit because he translates for Penta. He's the guy that does Penta says, and then he does the whole fucking translation. Oh, um, and, but he also does Spanish commentary. So, like, I understand why he had to run away and hurry because he was in between breaks in the Spanish commentary. So I was like, oh, okay, see ya. But I realized, like, oh, like, I'm in the, the bottom tier where the wrestlers kind of are. Because if you walk from the floor to the yeah. open area, you end up in this area called the Platinum Club, which is where, like, people who pay a lot of money to go see Leaf games can kind of walk around and get beers. But it's also that whole concourse in the lower area is like near the locker rooms. Okay. So earlier on, my buddy Adam, he said he went back and saw the guns and the guns were back there. And he said that they were like fully in character. Like Austin was yelling at Colton, like, which way do we go? We go this way. We go that way. Where are we going? Where are we supposed to be? <laughs> and, um, and like he said, it was hilarious, but he didn't have time to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the oh oh I don't know about that brother I don't know about that dude um anyway uh so the pay-per-view did uh kick off it was uh, MJF and he wrestled uh one of the uh Hiroshi Tanahashi yeah, are you you familiar with Hiroshi Tanahashi? I'm getting more and more familiar. I got a uh, subscription to New J Pete or New J New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling World, which is like mm -hmm. their streaming service. Yeah, which I got because I wanted to kind of get uh, knowledge of a lot of these guys. You know, Kenny. Uh, Okada, all these guys. I got it about a year ago, probably a year ago. Yeah, and uh, you, you sent me like the code to get on there and stuff too. Oh yeah, I'm go. Yeah, you should make use of it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I might have to get it off you again. It's fucking G1 season is this weekend, dude. Well, we're recording this just before G1. Um, but anyway, what did you think of this match? MJF versus Tanahashi. I thought it was hilarious because the thing about Tanahashi is that he is a little bit older now. He's having a bit of a harder time. He has to wrestle certain types of matches. He's not able to do the, uh, 
the 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 classics that he's kind of known for throughout his catalog. But MJF is the perfect guy to wrestle if that's who you are, because MJF is going to do all the heel stuff and he's going to kind of keep the match moving in that way. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, I, 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 his match at, at the Dynamite show was was excellent. <laughs> oh yeah, and MJF is an underrated worker too. Like it's 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 you know not for nothing, but MJF like he may wrestle you know six or seven times a year or whatever the count is, but that dude takes like four hundred bumps per match. <laughs> See, I. I <laughs> I um I, I don't know. I was going to get to this when I talked about the dynamite thing because the, I I I did like it, but uh, uh the the MJF thing at the pay per view when he was wrestling Tanahashi, I thought they had a great match. But like you said, I was like I was a little underwhelmed by Tanahashi. I'll be honest, where I was like, oh, this is like a Japanese killer that's going for the AEW championship, but he's like really really struggling to get his balance on the top rope, like. Really yeah. struggling, like just you know, like <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in I, he's I in know. his Don Cena years now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, but it, um, I I thought other than that, like the match was re- was really good. They had a great match, but the the as far as the MJF match in, in the Edmonton show goes, I like you know, like I went into this show going, oh, AEW is this awesome? Like it's super high work rate, like everything's going to be crazy and nuts and. Then MJF and Adam Cole came out and they spent 20 minutes fucking around doing abdominal stretches. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other thing that's going on though with MJF and Adam Cole. Like that's that's like it's only uh... but, but it was like it was highly entertaining, but I loved it because like it was it was it was also pretty easygoing. Like other than the, the like the the you know Adam Cole is throwing around some Enziguri kicks. I was like, you know, I my my knees not even yeah. covered, and I probably could have taken the place of one of these guys and, and still been in this match and been totally okay because it like everything they did was like you know safe and 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 easy, but it was also like people were into it, and that's kind of what what counts. That's there. what matters. Yeah, yeah I, I loved it because, like I say, like, but by the time they locked in the third abdominal stretch spot, I was going, "Oh no!" Now I like I, I've gone all the way around from being like, "Oh, this is kind of boring," to being like, "This is amazing. This is yeah. my favorite thing on this whole show so far," uh, which was not true because the the match with uh, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen against uh, Keith Lee and um, Swerve was was incredible. That, that went really that, well, that, yeah. That, that was my favorite match from the whole night. Over, over. Oh, yeah. That was a great match. And the way the story told it, too, with Keith Lee kind of just being okay with Sting, like, or not Sting, uh, Darby and them fucking him up. <laughs> like, well, he took, like, 200, uh, like, Superman punches, and he was just doing it. And he did all kinds of crazy stuff. He did the one thing where he put a guy in a superplex, uh, uh, or no, there was a there was a dude on his shoulders who had another guy in a suplex, and that was a Tower of Doom. But instead of just like you know standing under him and then going uh powerbomb him, he like legit like walked out to the middle of the ring first, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. It's like, yeah, you could stand under the guy and just go, oh, and he'll look crazy and and stuff. But no, he took a couple steps out and it was like. Oh no, he is completely balancing the weight of two people on him right now. And yeah, like it was great. 
was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, uh, yeah, that was that was my favorite match from from the Dynamite thing. Um, CM Punk wrestled uh, another uh, Japanese legend, Kojima. Kojima, Satoshi Kojima. Kojima, yeah. elbow dropped him in the nuts. It was yeah. Crazy. It was it, so so okay. So real quick side note: it, Do you follow Satoshi Kojima on Twitter? Uh, absolutely not. But I did see his tweet where he said, "I, I, right. I, I elbowed him in the car." In his, in his dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of his tweets are like that. Like he tweets all kinds of super honest stuff, and the way it translates to English is hilarious. Like it's worth it. The, the like, best you check it was, out. Uh, the best part about this match was he got him in the corner and he starts giving him clotheslines. Punk gives him the clotheslines. He's going, Lariat, Lariat, Lariat. Lariat. Yeah, Kojima, Punk was doing Kojima. that. Yeah, I watched the Botchamania from from this week, and they show an interview where Punk is talking about hey, he he phoned up. Uh, uh, Gabe Sapolsky back in the day pretending yeah. to be homicide, and he was talking about. Yeah, he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh and my he god! He did exactly the same. They like show yeah. him side by side. And he's like, Lariat, Lariat, yeah. Lariat. Oh, I'm so oh, glad he brought oh, that up. I have to cancel off the show. No, it's me. And then Gabe Sapolsky like bought into it, and then oh my god, fucking with you. Yeah, but then yeah, highly. I love that you know that. That's just, why it was so funny to me at the show. Thing. Like the, I, I didn't know it off the top of my head, but I, I saw this botchamania that they recently put out. Yeah, where they they did that and they showed him being interviewed, and it's word for word the same thing he said while yeah. he's clotheslining the guy in the ring, and I'm pretty sure he also like turns to the camera and goes hi D or whatever. Like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I watch botchamania almost as regularly <laughs> as I watch all my wrestling shows. So like when that was going on. At the show when he was going lariat, lariat, I was popping huge, yeah. but like I felt like I was on an island. <laughs> yeah. I, it was fantastic. Just just an opportunity to see Punk. I mean, I, I've seen him two times before. I saw him at Collision the night before, but just any opportunity to see Punk, I love it. I mean, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. I don't care what anybody says. He's one of the best talkers the business has ever known. He's so technically sound. He knows how to capture the crowd. Like, you know, yeah, as yeah. Dana White I mean, would say, he's a needle mover. Yeah, I, I like him. I mean, don't like, I, I, I think that, it, you know, the way he conducted himself at that press conference was pretty unprofessional. But yeah, that's, I sucks. mean, as far as unprofessional <laughs> things you can do in wrestling, that's, you know, talking a bunch of shit at a press conference is pretty low on the on the tone pole it's not like he like you know i've never heard any stories where where he like beat the trash out of somebody in the ring right or took advantage of them exactly or, like nothing like that like so you know, he's not taking liberties with people's safety he's just kind of an asshole <laughs> yeah he's just yeah. He, he gets a live mic and he just starts talking crazy shit and like you know what man if brett and sean are able to make up enough to have a match even if it ended up in the Montreal screw job, like yeah. all this other shit that happens behind the scenes in locker rooms and people are able to be professional. How the fuck is it possible that punk can't be professional with these guys and make a boatload of money? Well, and I, I, I just heard over the weekend that he pitched to the, to be one of the mystery opponents in the, uh, in the war games and they shot him down. So now even just that going out on the internet that he's pitched that idea already says, Oh, well, he's willing to work with these guys 
And now, now the ball's in their court, you know, whether like him pitching to be a part of this match, like that he clearly was not going to be a part of. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense really. Yeah. It's like two weeks before the show or whatever. Like, yeah, it, it seems like it might even just been a political move to be like, Hey, I'm willing or to just bullshit. Are. Yeah. But yeah, it could be that too. But like I'll, I honestly, know. I've resigned I myself on, to, yeah, I heard I it on a couple of different wrestling uh, news things. And, but those, they do often say, you got to take this with a grain of salt. You yeah. Know? I, I, I've resigned myself to when it comes to inner locker room drama like that, if you weren't there, and you don't know what was said or what happened, you don't know what the fuck happened. Mm. And listening to, you know, wrestle cringe or, you know, backbreaker media or fucking. No, don't love backbreaker media with those guys. But backbreaker media is good people. I just yeah. named, I just, I was just naming things yeah. that I've heard. I'm not trying to disparage. Yeah, no. uh, all right. You're sorry. You're talking about like the, the, the dirt, the dirt shites, like the yeah. observer yeah. and the rest. I'm just saying. The no, point I'm trying to make is unless they don't yeah. know about nothing. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't so just, just to clarify so that I don't get heat on myself. Yeah. I wasn't trying to name any. Uh, sorry to backpacker media. Sorry to wrestle cringe. I was just yeah, trying to say that I, I thought that was a thing you made up. <laughs> no, no, wrestle cringe is real. It's on Twitter. Oh, okay. but what I'm trying to say is, unless you were there in the room. And you know what happened. Please don't report on things as if you know what happened or lead people to believe that yeah. they know what happened based on what you report. Because I subscribe to the Paul Heyman point of view. If you weren't there, you weren't in the room, you don't know what happened. Yeah. But I think the general perception now is going to be, oh, Punk's willing to work with these guys and the ball's in their court. But yeah. anyway, let's move, on, let's move on from the right. CM Punk talk. Fuck that. Um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So what was, the, what was the next match? Was it uh, – there, there was uh, a 10-man tag team match with uh, the Young Bucks and Eddie Kingston and uh, um, I can't remember the Japanese fella's name. Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, the, he was like a pit bull. He was stone crazy. pit bull. Yeah, he was awesome. He he's was fantastic. Like, he's great. He's just like this, like small but like really thick dude. Yeah, I, I went. I remember at one point, uh, one the Japanese fella on the other team, because the other team was Blackpool Combat Club. It was like Moxley and Cesaro, and uh, a couple other guys. And uh, at one point, uh, one of the guys on the other team forearmed Ishii, and he, like, sold it like he got murdered. Yeah. Like, he dropped dead and, like, well, rolled out of the ring. It was Well, it was the Blackpool had uh, Konosuke Takeshita, who is a big fucker. I, I, honestly, you know what? It was interesting. When I see him on TV, I look at him and I go, wow, that's a big fucking guy. But when I saw him live next to Claudio, I was like, he's pretty big, but Claudio is a big fucking guy. <laughs> like, Claudio's huge. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would suspect he is. Like, he was, he's huge in person. When he, did, he would, when he did the uh, great, uh, the giant swing onto the great Collie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Blackpool also had uh, Shota Umino, who is uh, Red Shoe's son. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember it was uh, just like a bunch of craziness. It was just like, it was a really fun match. For, for those who don't know, Red Shoes is like the premier New Japan wrestling referee. He always wears red shoes and he's like kind of their Aubrey Edwards, like he's on every match almost. And his son, Shota Umino, is uh, becoming a big name for himself. He's known as a shooter. And uh, he was wrestling with uh, Black Bull Combat Club with Konosuke and Claudio and Wheeler and John Moxley that night. Did, is he the guy that uh, Chris Jericho punched out during his match with Omega at the Tokyo Dome? I don't know about that, but I believe he threw a fireball into his face in the I, back I, I, segment. I, I seem to recall like Jericho was wrestling Omega at their first match at the Tokyo Dome, and the Red Shoes referee's like son was attacked by Jericho in the in the course of the match, <laughs> <laughs> and they called yeah. it out. So, um, uh, Anyway, Jericho Jericho was on the show later, but uh, that was uh, that was after the Kenny Omega match. But do you have any thoughts on the Jericho match? Because the Kenny Omega match is kind of like the main event. Uh, kind of was, kind of wasn't. I mean, honestly, Danielson and Okada managed to make that spot their own as oh, time grew uh, on. I'll, I'll be totally honest. I I didn't get around to watching the final match on the show yet. The the Daniel Bryan one. Huh. I heard that he broke his arm. Mm-hmm. Like Ten minutes into the match, though. Yeah, he, he fractured one of the bones in his forearm. Like, straight up broke it. But uh, he, he continued to wrestle for like ten minutes or something? Yeah, yeah. Ten minutes. Finished the match. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I did watch a, like a highlight video today, and he like tapped the guy out and stuff, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, that and that's guy. that's not something that happens often either. Is Okada being tapped out? No, well, like Okada's like one of the major like isn't he like one of the like the top dudes in in Japanese wrestling? For those uninitiated, Okada is kind of like the Hulk Hogan of New Japan wrestling. Was he like more like the modern day version of like is he like the Roman Reigns of of? I of, guess, yeah. I like don't he's know. He's just like the top guy, like the yeah. The, he's the top guy, but he's also like the legendary guy. Like that's why I don't know if I can say Roman Reigns because like you know I I keep a peripheral eye on WWE. I don't really watch it. I I was when Bray Wyatt came back. I wanted to see what was going on there, but. Um, I keep a peripheral eye on WWE and like Okada is kind of like the Roman Reigns. But the difference I think is that the crowd is getting burned out on Roman Reigns versus the crowd is celebrating Okada still. Okay. Well, I don't think you've watched WWE in a long time because Roman, <laughs> Rain- Roman Reigns is legitimately the best thing on the show for a while. <laughs> does that say more about Roman Reigns? Or does that say less about the show? It's a, no, it's, 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 it's like, no, like he's the, his stuff legitimately him and the, and the Usos and the, and Sami Zayn and stuff has been the most compelling, like story they've they've done in years. years. And you can't take any of it away from Roman Reigns because he plays his character beautifully. No, it wouldn't happen without that. that. I watched a video uh, on YouTube and it was like an hour long video all about Roman Reigns ascension to the top. And like, it goes over like everything from, from 
both uh, like a backstage, you know, like real world perspective and also from a kayfabe perspective of like, hey, you, you, you worked your ass off and you got to the main event of WrestleMania and you defeated the bad guy and you got booed out of the fucking building for it. <laughs> like that'll do something to a person, right? Like, yeah. And, and yeah. So I, I think it was like super eye patch or something like that. Uh, but I, if you see the video about like Roman, Re- Roman Reigns is on the cover and it's a bunch of like colorful static and stuff uh, on the thumbnail. If you see that video and you have like an hour to kill, check it out. Cause it's, yeah. Nice. It's no, I, yeah, not, not to take anything. Like I will say, like like I say, I keep a peripheral eye on WWE, but I've watched enough to observe the Bloodline storyline from a point of view, and it's it's the best shit that that company's done in so long. Like mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Like the the storytelling and the nuance is uh, it's stuff that they haven't done in forever and ever and ever. Like. It's it's really spectacular. Yeah, and I, I, I it lights the crowds on fire. That's what oh, I love about it. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. One thing I will say um, before we get further on is uh, something funny happened. So when the Kazuchika Okada and Brian Danielson match was starting, mm-hmm. um, I actually fucked off to go grab a beer. Because the 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 last match just start like finished, and they were filming a video package. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I got time to go grab a quick beer and switch back to my seat. So I ran back there. Unbeknownst to me, Brian Danielson is coming out to the fucking final countdown. Like I was a kid again watching Ring of Honor. <laughs> Pisses me off so much that I missed that. I, I mean, I caught it at the end when he yeah. won, and obviously the final countdown played, and I got to be a part of that. That was fantastic. But I was in the back grabbing a quick beer, and there was a chick in front of me who was grabbing a beer, and she turned around. And she said, are the guns wrestling tonight? And I said, mm, no. Yeah, they're going on right after Okada and Brian Daniels. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no. I said, no, they wrestled last night. I said, they're not wrestling tonight. And she's like, what? She's like, I talked to Austin. He said they were wrestling. I said, no, I think he, I think he faved you. <laughs> and she's like, no, he's my boyfriend. He wouldn't lie to me. Like, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, well, they're not wrestling tonight. That's what's going on. And then she went up in front of me and the lady who was serving the beer, I guess, witnessed this whole thing. And she said, look, I don't feel comfortable serving you. I think you're overserved. Like, goodbye. And she was throwing a huge fit. Like, no, he's my boyfriend. He wouldn't lie to me. Austin Gunn! And I was like, oh, God. (laughs) I don't know what to do here. And uh, I just said, yeah, uh, well, he's not wrestling, and they wrestled last night, so I think he, uh, I think he, uh, he worked you. And there was a guy behind me, he was like, you got worked! <laughs> and uh so she got shooed off and she took off and the lady was like oof and I said yeah two beers please 
not knowing I was already probably like eight beers deep at that point. Still served me because <laughs> I'm a gentleman. <laughs> but it was hilarious. It was, I came back to my seat and I saw the rainmaker coming out and all the dollar bills floating. So I ran up as close as I could to the guardrail to try and grab one of the dollar bills. And uh, I was standing on one of the security guards feet. I didn't realize because I was just so in the moment. And I just heard somebody right by my ears say, you're standing on my foot. And I was like, oh, okay. Sorry, bud. <laughs> really sorry. And cause I just missed the goddamn fucking dollar bill that was kind of floating my way, but I didn't, I never really got close. I just wanted to take it home as a souvenir, but, real uh, or was it like, nah, it was probably, it's like a picture of JB Hill's face. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably like a $1 bill with fucking Okada's face on it or something. I never got a good look at it, but there were, I just wanted to be able to take it home to say I had it. And, uh, yeah, I, I missed out and, uh, the guy got really fucking mad at me. So I just apologized as much as I could and backed away. And the lady came behind me who was actually really nice to me all throughout the show just said, can you please get back to your seat? And I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. This, not, this is not the same lady that's Austin Gunn's girlfriend, right? No, no. This lady worked at the arena. I'm not sure who Austin Gunn's, Gunn's girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure who Austin Gunn's girlfriend was, but she probably got picked up by the cops. <laughs> 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 because uh, she was in one, like we say back home. Fair enough. So uh, another uh, big match that happened was uh, there was a uh, a women's championship match. How did you like that one? Oh, it was fantastic. I love Willow Nightingale. I think she's so good and so over and so charismatic. Tony Storm's really, really good too. She's not. Uh, how do I say this? I guess charismatic is the only word I can come up with. Like, it's just not on the same scale as Will Nightingale. Like, when Will Nightingale comes out, the entire arena just lightens up. It's crazy. Like, everybody's just all in at the same time. I mean, Tony's obviously a heel, and she came out with uh, Soraya and Ruby. So, you know. Willow, that... Willow Nightingale wrestled Zoe Sager for uh, Love Pro Wrestling. Right before she signed with uh, AW. Oh, that's fantastic. That probably was a great match. And then uh, Gigi Ray wrestled uh, Tony Storm on an episode of Dark. Oh. Yeah, Gigi Ray wrestles for, for Love Wrestling. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I've, I'm I've, familiar I've, with Gigi. I've wrestled Gigi Ray, too. This yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Like like I say, like uh, the amount of crossover that was going on and like the dynamite show that you went to with big Jesse Youngblood. Yeah, out. yeah. Was there any local guys on the uh, collision or ROH tapings uh when you went? Not that I know of. No. No, not that I know of. I, I probably would have recognized their name because of the amount of time I've spent talking with you about the shows. Fair enough, so, fair enough. I don't think that that took place, but it was really cool to see big Jesse Youngblood come out and present the cake to fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> MJF and all that. Like, I just saw him come out, and I was like, oh, fuck, I know that guy. 
Yeah, he had all the perfect like facial expressions, and uh, MRB was was there too, and so was uh, uh, Michael Allen, Richard Clark. Um, oh, really? So, I didn't realize MRB was out there. Yeah, he was one of the other security guys that came out like behind. Oh shit! I feel bad. I didn't recognize him. I probably would have. I was paying better attention. He wasn't really shown on camera much. I only know because I, I seen like a, a screenshot of him, and it was like him and and uh, uh, Michael Allen, Richard Clark were standing there. Michael Allen, Richard Clark, I think, is on an upcoming ROH too, and he's teaming up with uh, Evan Rivers and uh, Levi Knight, and those oh, are yeah. a couple other guys that I've been on shows with, and they're all going to be on this uh, upcoming ROH too. Oh shit! Yeah, right on. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of cool stuff like that, but uh, overall, I think that the dynamite taping was pretty fun. Uh, besides just uh, Jess on there, Bambi, uh, uh, no, not was it was Liza Hall. Liza Hall wrestled in in an opening match, like dark match that was just for the crowd, and it was Liza Hall against Nyla Rose. And it was like, oh, poor, poor Liza Hall. She got murdered like, in like three minutes. <laughs> well, at least she wasn't wrestling Nia yeah. Jax. Uh, she's, she's really good, too, uh, Liza. She's wrestled on uh, Love Wrestling. And she has a sister named Bambi Hall who also wrestled on some, some of the more recent uh, ROH shows and stuff. But it was cool. Uh, but I was hoping that I was going to see more local people on the show. But they just, uh, I guess now that they've gotten rid of their dark and dark elevation and, you know, yeah. they're just taping the that stuff. They just don't have as much room for, you know. I mean, I'll be yeah. honest. Like, when I would watch, like, dark and stuff, you tune into a YouTube video. It's like, oh, here's the dark taping. It's two hours with 14 job matches and it was like it, it's very cool if you're like local to the area and you know right. all the people in the in the matches and whatnot but like when it's from some other completely different area it, i'm not going out of my way to watch 14 job matches yeah, like, yeah it's, it's and it was weird exactly, like it was weird a like dark and dark elevation it was always like 10 14 matches like yeah it's and, way too and, much and, yeah, and then after that, that's when they would tape the dynamite. That's what that's exactly, and that's one of the it things that I got from the, the sit there and watch. The, you know, a famous tag team wrestle, six man tag team made up of local guys, which is okay to do like once or twice on a show, but then like you did it fourteen times, and <laughs> and now you want people to be excited to see like the rest of the show. So yeah, that's. A, and and that's yeah. one of the things I kind of got from the first night when we were there for Collision. <laughs> like, the first hour of Ring of Honor was a good primer for everybody. But once all the actual two hours of Collision plus all the fucking around time took place, when it came time to announce, hey, we have another hour of wrestling, it just felt like the fans were burnt out. Yeah. Just felt like everybody had enough wrestling and it was just kind of falling flat. And I mean, I was there for the whole fucking thing and the whole next day of the whole fucking thing too. And I felt like I was burnt out on wrestling by the end of the pay-per-view. Yeah. 
Like there was just so much shit going on. It was, I'll, I'll admit like even just like even going to just the one night, it was a long, long night. And, and I had the disadvantage of, I just bought like one ticket and went by myself and like, just like sat there by myself and watched the show quietly. So it was like, it was a little depressing. To yeah. Be honest with you, but, it, yeah. but all the wrestling was really fun. Like all the wrestling was great. And whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like I say, I would have liked to have seen more local people on the shows, but that's just, because like I like to see local people come on the show. Because like of I, course. You know, I'd like to be a local person on the show. Yeah, day, you know? yeah <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was hoping to see the goose. Yeah, but uh, um, I, I'll, I, I'll come out and hold a cake. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? shit, yeah. Anybody I, could I, do that. I, I, like, I didn't even know you could you could like uh, apply for that kind of stuff like that. I, I thought because I like. You know, I don't know how that gets arranged or whatever, but like, me neither. Uh, I di- I didn't even put in like I didn't even inquire about it because it was like, well, they're not gonna yeah. obviously put a guy with a busted knee in the ring, so have to get. Well, how does that even work? Did they inquire? Yeah. Do you inquire? Does it both happen? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but like, like I, if I had known, like, oh, go go to, down to the ring and you know hold a cake, <laughs> or, or <laughs> a security guard was on the table, like. anyway uh uh it was very cool to see big jesse out there uh and uh there was a lot of like the uh, another good match was kenny omega against wheeler yuda Um, and i don't follow like this whole lot of aw so i'm not like super familiar with wheeler yuda um but i i i'm pretty familiar with kenny omega and i really liked him my favorite thing well my favorite thing on the show was probably that mjf match where they just fucked around for 20 minutes doing <laughs> stretches. Uh, but i also really loved jericho's uh, uh thing because he came out and he did a promo and it was all very like standard bog fair jericho promo rah rah and edmonton although he did he did accuse uh, edmonton of Doing uh, Stu Hart at one point. I, I actually fell into that too because I actually thought that that was what was going on when I heard well, he all was, the booze. He, he meant he was like, "Oh yeah," and then down in Calgary for Stu Hart, the, the people booed because they he mentioned Calgary, not because he mentioned Stu Hart. Right, right. Edmonton yeah. was booing Calgary, just the <laughs> yeah. same as Calgary should boo Edmonton. And then he like, was like, "Oh, you really? You're gonna boo Stu Hart?" <laughs> Yeah, thought, yeah. Thought, Somebody was, on Twitter actually corrected me because I said something akin to the fact of like, wow, this fucking crowd is going to boost Stu Hart. Like, what the fuck? And then uh, the person brought up to me like, no, they were booing Edmonton. No, they were booing Calgary. <laughs> they are booing Calgary. Sorry. They weren't booing Stu Hart. Stu Hart is a legend. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Buddy came. Uh, Cyrus the Virus, uh, uh, Dog Callus came out, and he had like this weird droning sound. Is his entrance music? At first, I was like, "Wait, is like the music broken or something?" Because it was yeah. like it just sounded like a loud humming noise or something. It was really weird. But he had like a full video display and everything. And then he came out and he got in <laughs> and the booing was so loud and so constant. Because it wasn't like, oh, boo, boo. Oh, oh, he's going to talk now. So let's shut up and listen to what he's going to say. Right? It was No, he started talking and they continued to boo so loudly. I have no idea what the fuck he said. 
He was hard to hear. Yeah, yeah. I was something about joining a family or something like that. And then, yeah. uh, and then once Jericho uh, started talking, they quiet down a bit so you could kind of piece together what was said. But legit, every time that this guy opened his mouth or did anything, booing, like the loudest booing and most constant, oh. consistent, like that you've ever heard. And then the greatest part was at the end of the show, after the young bucks and uh, uh, hangman page had wrestled the dark order guys, uh, there was a bunch of run-ins and Kenny Omega came back out at the end and uh, th they all ran everybody off and Omega did a promo and whatnot. And uh, he's, he uh, like teased his partner for the blood and guts thing. And then he brought right. up, uh, brought up Don Callis's name again. And the whole thing started booing again. Like, it was crazy and it was kind of weird because like when i went and like you could tell that the edmonton crowd at least from my perspective kind of burned out by the end of the night like they were really really hot for all the opener stuff yeah and then and then things did quiet down like there was a girls match there uh i think it was uh ruby soho and uh Britt baker really uh, Oh, that's pretty good. The, the, yeah, I don't remember that. Like I say, I've watched match. so much wrestling. I, I fucking it all personally. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like a bad match or anything. It's just by that point, people were tired of making so much noise because they had been so hot, and that like, uh, yeah. By the time this one came out, um, it was just like people were were quiet, you know. And then, yeah. so like like then it became harder and harder for for the wrestlers to get good reactions and then so by the time when when he brought up Don Callis's name at the very end of the show and got like a huge outrageous like booing again I was like oh okay like he's we're oh. gonna go we're gonna leave on so yeah 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 but, no uh, yeah it, overall I, I also like I I had a tremendous time it was a lot of fun the rampage was great Jeff Jarrett was there oh I would have loved to see Jeff Jarrett see I hated him when he was a kid like I like he had go away heat with me when I was a little he kid tagged, but he tagged now with Matt Hardy it was it oh. was weird they now though, like, like when I hear the I just love it so much because I know so many people hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he he was there, and he he was in. Um, him and Matt wrestled uh, a couple of guys. I think it was like uh, the butcher and. Daddy Magic or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Daddy <laughs> yeah. Magic is uh, Matt Minority's part of the JAS. Yeah, I I could be wrong. It might have been some the somebody else because I. Who well, the Butcher it? and the Blade are usually a tag team. Yeah, but, but they weren't uh, on this night. They were in separate matches. Yeah. And, oh, and that's weird. I think the Butcher was actually the guy in the MJF match because he did the he was doing the abdominal stretches with MJF. Was the Butcher and oh. and so I think that's the Butcher and and Daddy Magic was against MJF and Adam Cole, and then uh, uh, with the Blade, the Blade is actually oh, the, yeah, the Hardy, husband. Hardy, Hardy and Jeff Jarrett wrestled uh, Sammy Garvera and uh, Danny Garcia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Danny Garcia is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's really good. Stopped, and started dancing in the ring. <laughs> he was fantastic. And, and, you know, it was great to see, like, Matt, Hart, Matt yeah. Hardy and stuff again. And then there was, uh, there was another great match, and it was um, 
uh, Matt Seidel. And he oh, had- was he on the show? I haven't seen him in a long, long time. Yeah, I was wondering he, what was going on with him. He was in a match against uh, Big Bill and Gage. And who was his tag team partner? Fuck, I can't stand Big Bill. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember who his tag team partner was, but it was yeah, it was another really great, great, great match. So, well, that's probably the best match Big Bill has been in because uh, honestly, no, it was he was killing guys. He was awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the only way he can work is if he's killing guys. But he's not. Him and Brian Cage teaming up and doing double team moves on people was amazing. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Just like doing stereo power bombs and stuff. Yeah. And the Prince Nana from old school. Uh, Rick yeah. I marked out for Prince Nana. I was so yeah. happy to see him. Yeah, I, I I was happy that he was there too. I thought that was so cool. So uh, yeah, no, I I had a tremendous time. I think one more thing we should touch on before we uh, end the podcast, um, just because we've been so AEW centric here, is uh, the, the AEW video game came out. So, oh. uh, what are your thoughts on the on the AEW Fight Forever video game? I've been having a hard time putting it down because it reminds me so much of No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000, which I grew up playing. And uh, when I was young, I sucked at it. And you and uh, uh, my other cousin would kick my fucking ass at it. (laughs) And I've been playing it a lot. And I've been getting really good at I'm still having a hard time with the reversal. The reversal system is fucking weird. It's like uh, I haven't been able to get the timing down, but it seems like if I mash it, it still works, which is weird. Yeah, it's like there's like one button for reversing grapples and throws and one button for reversing strikes. Yeah. the The timing is weird, like because, I mean you don't probably play the WWE game as much as I do, but I play the WWE game pretty regularly. So when you go from that control scheme to a whole different control scheme, it's a little jarring, right? Like when I try Mm -hmm. to play, if I play like WWE for a couple hours and go back and try to play AW, it gets frustrating. Cause wait, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No doubt. Like I, I was used to playing the WWE games my whole life. So I was trying to time the reversals based on that which seemed to not work worth a fuck. So I just started mashing it and it seems like that works, which is weird because it shouldn't like, I think, I think from my like perspective, I think the game is good. Like I think it's, it's great like, when you're playing the actual matches. It's a lot of fun, but yeah. otherwise it's very like bare bone, like the creator wrestler. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't tried it out yet, but from all intents and purposes from everything I've heard, it's very bare bone and minimal, like yeah. got, like a few different options and stuff. And it, it makes like the WWE one just blows it way out of the water. Right. Um, there, there are little things that piss me off a lot about the aw game it really bothers me that when you do a casino battle royale match you can pick if you do solo suit you can pick your guy and then the rest of it is automated or if you pick a group suit you could pick everybody within that suit but you can't pick anybody through the other three suits so it just auto fills with a bunch of men and women yeah, and, and it's, it's stupid like, because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, so now Abaddon and Chris Statlander and Chuck Taylor are in the fucking casino battle royale now. 
Yeah, no, I, I, it's very like 1998, like WWF Warzone. Like you pick a guy, and then the computer picks who you're fighting, and it's like, oh, wait, no, like half the fun is setting up the matches, right? Yeah, I'd it's like it. to be able to pick everybody that's in the casino battle royale. Yeah, I think like uh, for me, like my top things that I'd like to see like added is a, I would like to see them add a different way for the pinning and submissions to work. Just mash buttons is dumb. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, like that. Pretty I, wanna, okay. I, I would like to see like, the, I'd much rather the meter thing where you have to stop it in the middle. Cause at least then it's a skill based thing and you're not just losing cause you, you know, yeah, because okay. it's like what, if even if it's going back fast and you like, like yeah, you've got no chance. Well, you still do have like a fucking you know button press of a chance to hit it, right? But with the button mashing, it's like once you get to a certain level, you just, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too because the the game itself seems to want you to have your matches be under five minutes or even less, depending on what guilt uh, difficulty you're playing on. I guess because when I play on easy and I go over three minutes, my match evaluation goes way down. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know that, but I, like, so like what it wants you to finish the fucking match. But I noticed that like, I just get into like, you know, a good, like I'm trying to do like psychology, you know, like I'm doing strikes and strikes and grapple strikes and off the rope strikes and then in the corner and then we're going to start doing moves and then we're going to do bigger moves and we're going to do finishers. But it seems like I could just get halfway through that and pin somebody. Like oh, yeah, I did that yeah. by accident a bunch of times. Yeah. You get like I just pin somebody up guy. for fucking drop you, kick. You can do like four fucking finishers in a row, like V trigger, snap super, like V triggers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. angel, they're done. Like, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, they're know, done. But I shouldn't yeah. be able to pin somebody after I drop kick them in the corner. You That's know. True. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely like still little kinks like that. I think that is like mechanically the only thing that really bothers me. The other thing is the the way the running works is like. You oh, it's frustrating. A, it's, it's very old school because it's what No Mercy was like, where you would press yeah. go and you go off in a direction. But you can go only go up, down, left, right, or like diagonally. You can't just – you can't run in circles like you can yeah. in a WWE game. Right. Um, not that there's an advantage to doing that, but I don't know. I think just like it makes it – well, again, when you go from playing one to the other, it makes it really frustrating. Absolutely. Uh, the only other thing I would personally like to see is like – I mean, I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't expect them to put in like a full-on universe mode or anything. But even WWF No Mercy had like create a pay-per-view, which is like yeah, create, yeah. Uh, Where's that? Card, create a card of like ten matches where you can just start and then play through the whole thing, and like and and that that should just like be in every wrestling game. I think yeah. you know, yeah. And the more options you put into it, like the better. Like you should be able to put in like, oh, there'll be a hype video here or like a backstage ambush or something over here. Like yeah. <laughs> the, best, the best one for that was uh, WWF uh, 14 when they had the story designer and you could literally like put in promos and stuff between all the matches and stuff. I'd love, I'd really like to see the WWE game bring that back. 
Uh, I mean, it'd be cool if AEW did it too, but it'd be like super weird because they they seem like they have a lot of game to build before they get to adding oh, things like so that. much. But, but like, uh, I, I don't know. I just like to see like that literally, like uh, be able to create like a ten match card or whatever, five six matches, just in a row where it transitions from one to the next, and you know you can just play the whole thing and then set up another one. Uh, and, and you know maybe you can fight for championship belts or whatever. Right. I, yeah, I'd I'd like I'd really like to see that uh, something like that. I I am stoked for the uh, the battle royale mode that they got coming out. Which, you know, the fact that they haven't had a battle royale mode in a wrestling game is kind of weird. But what uh, is that? They're doing a thirty man uh, stadium stampede online mode. It's already been oh. advanced. Like they've put out trailers and everything. Kenny Omega confirmed it that you got 30 wrestlers that can all go into the stadium and wrestle each other. And there's horses you can ride and bombs you can pick up and you can pick up fucking guns and shoot people. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. But like you can get, you get, you collect like casino Royale points and stuff. But there's like a ring at one part and there's, there's like, you can wrestle all over the entire arena. And oh my god! The arena, there's like set up like trucks out in the field by the ring, and so yeah, no, this is stadium. So, it's being patched in. So here's the thing: like, like I said earlier, if your match even goes a little bit too long, like I'm saying, over five, not even over five minutes, if it goes over four minutes, your match valuation starts to go down, like yeah. multiple grades. One of the things that fucking pisses me off is I was told and shown that thumbtacks were going to be a part of the game, big part of the game. Yeah, they are. So I, I, I played, played, I played a match as John Moxley against Lance Archer. And it was a 26 minute match. <laughs> and I spent 23 of those minutes trying to find the thumbtacks and just discarding all the weapons that I got instead of thumbtacks. Spoiler alert, never found the fucking thumbtacks. You know what I did find? Many lacrosse sticks, shovels, tires, fucking hockey sticks, chairs, bombs, propane tanks. A lot of shit. That weren't from tax, and only two and a half minutes worth of the match were actually moves and finishes. Never okay, once so found the goddamn. So you, want, you, you want to see the mad the weapon wheel from WWE as well? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Because it's fucking weird to spend a half an hour trying to find thumbtacks that you can't find when fucking twenty five minutes of the half an hour were spent actual match. Oh, maybe John Moxley got a concussion like two minutes into his match. <laughs> that would explain. Well, I sent you a screenshot of the, of the match actually near the end oh, of the match. Really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that's what that was. Well, from. it wasn't a screenshot; it was a video actually, yeah. where yeah. Lance Archer had a tire in the middle of the ring, and I found a tire on the outside of the ring, and Lance Archer wouldn't come outside of the ring. But he would raise the tire above his head. So I just started raising the tire above my head on the outside of the ring. And we were both raising tires above our heads. Neither one of us coming into or out of the ring. And then he started running off the ropes with a tire. So I started running around in circles around the ring with the tire. <laughs> we were just... It was so stupid. <laughs> 
Oh my god, it's fun though. I will say that. Like it is, it is so much fun. It's a great game. If you were into arcade style wrestling, which like I grew up with with No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000, if you're not so wrapped up in being immersed in the reality of say a WWE 2K game or whatever, <laughs> this is the wrestling game for you. It's so much fun. It's yeah, so it, much fun. I, I agree. It's a pretty fun game. I I I am I'm a I'm a little harsher on it just because of like uh other games. But I've seen other like first time wrestling games that were significantly worse than this. Like the the TNA game that came out a Oh it's, it's, it might as well not it had, exist. It had mind blowing graphics. So I think the graphics in that old TNA game are better than the graphics in this new AW game. Yeah, but, but graphics the gameplay, weren't the, the, point. Gameplay, the gameplay was not up to snuff. Yeah. And, no, and I the think graphics the weren't thing. the point of the yeah. AW game. That wasn't the idea at all. Yeah, no, it's that's that's pretty clear because the graphics are not not very good. Yeah, no, they're, they're <laughs> trying to make it's meant to make no mercy. Yeah, it's meant to be like a more cartoony type thing. I I would be I I'd, I'd love to play it on like on a PC with like a good PC where I could get like actual mods and stuff because I saw oh. some I saw some mods of like somebody did like a Brock Lesnar mod and it looks just like him and so it'd be sweet to like mod Brock Lesnar into the game and like add his do music you, and stuff. Do you know what the F five is called in AW Fight Forever? Isn't it called Diverticulitis? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that yeah. what isn't that what Kevin Owens used to call it when he did it in PWG? I don't know. But all I do know is that Brock Lesnar got actual diverticulitis while he went to the UFC and had to get a large part of his intestines cut out because he had it before he could come back and fight. Anyway, I I I yeah, that's that I mean it's pretty funny that they would name the the, the move that, but I it's, it's you know like, it's hilarious. It's also it's also kind of like it's only funny because he got over it. Like you wouldn't. Well, yeah. If he died, then they wouldn't have called leukemia, it that. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they wouldn't have called it that if it became a serious issue. Yeah, but it's kind of right. hilarious that he's a, still a huge star, and they just called the fucking move after the life-threatening illness that he suffered. <laughs> yeah, other people have legitimately probably died from him. Like it, probably, it, it, it's kind of insensitive, actually. Yeah, kind of, but we're not going to go down that road because yeah, we're not going to yeah. try and get too woke. As they say. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, so I, I love the game, uh, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how it evolves because I've heard that it's supposed to evolve. And like I say, yeah. the things that I want to see a, uh, modified the most are I want to see the pins and submissions changed, and I want to see like create a pay per view mode added, and yeah. then just more wrestlers. Oh. Like adding yeah. two two wrestlers a month is is that's not very good. No. Unless you're gonna be doing that for a very, very long time. Yeah. And even in that case, like you probably should step it up and, and do like more than two wrestlers at a time. For sure. And and if it is possible to modify wrestlers, it would be nice if you could modify the color schemes of their gear. If at all. Well I mean there's like mods are on PC, right? Where that's that? Wow, you know, we're we're gonna put them over here. Yeah, like the console game, you really like you you don't have a lot of options. Like you yeah. can't go well, in. PC can do whatever the fuck they want. 
yeah. I'm speaking yeah. on behalf of us console gamers. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it would be, it, it, they need to add more for, for that sake, I think, but, uh, uh, overall, like for what it is, it's, it's, it's a great first outing and I, I'm yeah. very excited because I think if legit those things are added and there's like a creative pay-per-view mode, I would spend time like actually like playing it and trying to build my like universe and yeah. stuff in, in there. Like, I don't know. I, I just would. Cause that's like my, my jam or whatever, but yeah, me too. And I mean, I, I wish the right tag now, it's, team. it's only good for, you know, sh- firing it up, play a couple of matches and then, yeah. I mean, I do that. Like, I've been playing as pretty much every single character in the game. That's how I've been getting longevity out of it. Did you Um, unlock any of the secret characters? Not quite yet. I'm probably well on my way to unlocking Owen Hart because it takes 100 singles matches or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably well on my way to that. Because like I say, I'm trying to play as pretty much every character and see how they work. And unlocked uh, Aubrey Edwards, the referee. <laughs> well, you just pay for that. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like you pay for Aubrey and you pay for Cody Rhodes and then you pay for the fuck. Oh, here's another thing I want to bring up. That's a little tiny thing. Like, but but this game is whole full of little tiny things that piss me off. So there's alternate attires in the game, right? Yeah, but there's very few of them. (laughs) Yeah, there's very few of them, for one thing. But the other thing is, the only way to apply them is if you go into the Modify Wrestlers and you create new presets for each wrestler and then apply the alternate attire to that preset. So all of a sudden, once you do that and you save it, you can change the preset for the wrestler before you wrestle the match. But one thing that's kind of stupid is that it seems like each preset gets its own fucking win loss record. So what? Yeah. So while you're Kenny wrestling Omega in his black and purple costume has two wins and 14 losses. Yeah. Kenny Omega in his white costume. Yeah. He's got 17 wins under his belt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. It's kind of fucking stupid. Like, I didn't pick up on it until today when I was fucking around with Brian Danielson because I was playing a lot as Brian Danielson today. And I noticed his win-loss record kept going up and up and up. And I was trying to figure out why. And then I realized this is when I play as Kenny Omega as all different tires, it just fucking resets the win-loss record. (laughs) Well, of all the things that you could complain about that's that's a, another one it's pretty small very, very minor like has, has very very little effect on the game is likely something that'll probably be fixed in a patch ah uh, probably yeah i don't know but like i say it's the little things that piss me off yeah anyway dale we have gone for uh, uh an hour and a half and, and climbing here so let's uh let's do our little endings here uh if anybody should need to get a hold of you for some reason, uh, uh, where where can they do that? Well, do you have a social media presence. Like I know you do a lot of wrestling stuff on Twitter. I do, I do, but I'd be breaking kayfabe if I uh, if I gave them my uh, wrestling Twitter account. Well, just my Twitter account in general, because uh, nobody on Twitter knows what I look like or what my real name is or any of that. Oh, so you want to remain anonymous? For 
<laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter anymore. So I will just say that uh, at the boogeyman, or no, sorry, at D underscore the number two and then P I N at D underscore two pin is my uh, my Twitter and uh, the boogeyman is my name. I've been kayfabe till now, but here I am. <laughs> well, welcome, uh, welcome to the, the wild world of professional wrestling podcasting. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Dale. I appreciate anytime. it. Uh, thank anytime. you for uh, supporting my merchandise. Uh, oh, anytime. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad that you had a great time at the AEW shows and and whatnot. And uh, I hope never going to forget uh, it. I hope I get to see you again soon. Oh, absolutely. We're going to organize something. You got to come back out here, brother. Or we're going to come out there. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, you should come out here. It'd be good. be fun. Go to some shows? Yeah, we'll, we'll get that hooked up sometime. And you can come watch out the come watch one of the Love Wrestling where they have the big, they, they do the big screen and stuff too because they hold the show in a movie theater, right? Like we straight up oh. set the ring up in a movie theater. That's pretty and, cool. And yeah, there's there's like an upper balcony part and a lower balcony, and it, it yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. It's pretty it's uh, it's I think it's one of the better venues in town for 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 live wrestling. Right anyway, on. Uh, okay. We will uh, talk to you again soon, and uh, I love you, and uh, I will talk to you again. All right. All right. Love you, brother. Thank you All for right. having me. Okie dokie, buddy. <laughs>